1: where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections
0: customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go to liquor store. It's time for the Round Table with Round Daddy. Hey, Round Daddy. The Round Table with Round Daddy. Me, James Striebel, Big Daddy. With your host, James Striebel. Hey, Round Daddy, James Strebel. Gotcha. On ESPN 680
2: and 105.7. No, Avery. Avery's the Avery's the opposite. She'll 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 talk when when you know she's asked to, and and you you can interject anytime you want. By the way, I'm not trying to say that you can only talk when I ask questions, Avery. I'm not like that. You can say whatever you want, whenever you want. I'm totally cool with that. I'm
1: totally cool.
2: You can have an opinion. Avery. You can have an opinion, Avery. Why Hey, you can you can think for yourself.
1: Who was that guy? I don't know. <laughs>
2: Is the Demerge. All right. <laughs> it's the round table here on ESPN 680, 105.7. I'm James Driebel, and it's really old James Black, joining me today on the show. Been interesting uh, to say the least. Kendrick Haskins was on with us earlier. Uh, actually, his uh, second part of his Jeff Brom interview may be airing right now on Wave 3, so check that out when you have a chance, but don't leave us, please. Uh, 27 <laughs> area locations walk-in, drive through, delivery. That's Cox's Evergreen Liquors. That's Louisville's go-to liquor store. It's Wednesday. You know what that means buy three cigars get one free so head over to your neighborhood Coxes and evergreen liquors you can go check that out while you're in there look at the wine the beer the mixers the bourbon everything they have in there check it out don't just leave with some cigars leave with a little spirits as well and when they're at the tailspin l fest you can go check out their tent they're gonna have cigar products tobacco products all that stuff so if you're gonna you know see me or james or anna or Andy sweeney or phil baker whoever's out there uh and, and have a cigar with us, have a drink with us, and then go check out some OVW uh, after that. So we're gonna thank Cox's and Evergreen Liquors for being part of the show and it's super warm outside today we like that but you know that cold that cold snaps coming back and when it does make sure your furnace is working if it's not use who i use trust who i trust bj heating and cooling your local factory authorized bryant dealer they teamed up with the bryant Douglas equipment crew and they'll do whatever it takes to make those rooms enjoyable again and those bright mini splits they'll work on a room that you can't keep cool you can't keep heated whatever it is it controls that room and Again, no mess, uh, no duct work put in. It's easy, and you can control that anytime. Give them a call today. Schedule your free estimate. You can get 0% financing for three years if you have that good approved credit. BJ Heating and Cooling, locally and family-owned, celebrating 40 years of servicing in Tuckiana. Call the experts you can trust. BJ Heating and Cooling, bjheatcool.com. So there we go. All right, Anna Tarullo, it's a 5 o'clock hour, the power hour. Everyone's getting in their car and going home, and they're ready to listen to us talking about the kentucky wildcats uh winning last night over the vanderbilt commodores and the cats i mean they they put it on them as was 109 77 but uh, to to your to your point earlier anna i mean there there are some things that you need to look at here uh with kentucky primarily the amount of points that they allowed uh to vanderbilt they did allow 77 now up to this game vanderbilt uh here's what their their point totals were in the conference you, min- you mentioned this earlier so this is the highest point total they've scored in the sec <laughs> so here's what they've scored so far in the sec versus alabama 75 points uh, versus lsu 69 versus old miss 56 auburn 65 mississippi state 55 tennessee 62 auburn 54 missouri 61 and then 77 points uh, two more points in the scored against Alabama but Kentucky Alabama the two teams they score the most on uh, so is that a product of bad defense Bro, or a product yes. of pace? up and down game pace
1: uh, I mean, I think it would be a mix of both. But uh, another stat to me that stuck out that points to it's more of the defense is they Vanderbilt hit eleven threes. I mean, you know, yeah, they that, had eleven, you know 11 thirty four, right? That's... So they took thirty four, so it wasn't a great percentage, but you still allowed them eleven threes. Like you still have yeah. issues
2: there. Uh, that's a good. That's a good stat. Yes.
1: Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mentioned this earlier in the show too. I think if this game would have been earlier in the season maybe I'm just burnt from being so excited about that Miami win we see what Miami has really turned out to be Mm -hmm. Um, but my big takeaway, I really tried to uh, focus it and come away with one. How about I clarify my takeaway after that game? And it was just that Vanderbilt is a bad team. And, yeah, And that's why Kentucky was able to perform that way. It didn't tell me, it didn't change my mind on the trajectory of what this team could be. It's just fool school. That's just my my two-word takeaway. It doesn't change my opinion of what they could be. We've seen this from them already the season of performance like that. But it's not in moments where it really matters or when competition is really tough. I mean, Vanderbilt is really bad.
2: They're really bad. As, as we stated earlier. There's they're six and sixteen. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, they are worse than Louisville. Like, if, that,
1: that's hard.
2: That's hard to do. <laughs>
1: like, come on. I don't know that. So that was. I just couldn't get too excited. It was entertaining.
2: Yeah, it was fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, that, that was my. Well, I had some other takeaways. I had
1: no warm fuzzies after
2: my, that game. But it, again, I understand. It wasn't. And after that game, I mean, the 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 most I said about it on social media last night was. I know it was Vandy, but that was fun. Yeah. I, I just kind of walked away I didn't make any broad proclamations mm-hmm. I, I wasn't out there saying okay they're back to form let's go ahead and put them in the final four now and and, and saying that the, the, the team has figured it out but I was like okay at least this wasn't a slog right at least it was comfortable even I mean I think the closest they cut it to in the second half was 14 points I mm-hmm. mean it's the closest they've ever gotten so when you, you know when you beat a team like Vanderbilt you want to beat them like that yeah. you, you, you want to beat them to a point to where there's no you know point in the Game where you're worried, where like Arkansas, who's you know they're not as bad as Vanderbilt, but they're a bad team. Mm-hmm. You know there are times during that game where it's like Arkansas was getting closer, they had to pull away a little always bit more. Let them back in. They always kept they, exactly. They continued to come back in. Georgia's not a very good team. Georgia kept getting back into that game where it should have been. It should have looked like this. It yeah. should have been one hundred nine to seventy-seven against Georgia, but instead it was you know one hundred six to ninety-five or whatever the final score ended up being. To where you know Georgia was within striking distance. You know at the end of the game. Game. So uh-huh. I kind of feel that way about it, too. Yeah,
1: I, I, that's why I just can't get excited about it. Any team that's a little bit better, that's not one of the worst teams in Power Five conference, it's right. going to be a little bit closer, which I don't know, that's just not you know a great projection on what this is. So it was exciting. I love seeing the smiles uh, on some of their faces, like Justin and um, Jordan Brooks. But uh, I don't know, it was hard for me to get excited about it. It was sure. entertaining, but...
2: Well, some of the players that... Haven't had the best seasons. Have kind of been up and down. All had good games last night. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's do a little let's do a little game here. A recap. Okay, so we have Zvonimir uh was really good. In only like eleven minutes. Like he didn't play long because he's in foul trouble, but wow. he was really good in those eleven minutes yeah. that he played. Uh had double digit points, seven uh rebounds, I think three blocks, whatever it was, two like dime assists. Yes. Aaron Bradshaw played very well. He had twelve points, seven rebounds as well. Jordan Burks, we talked about him, I think he had what, thirteen points? Yeah,
1: like four dunks. Yeah.
2: I think. He looked really good, and then Justin Edwards had his highest production and of the season
1: brooks hustled on both ends. yeah Jordan i was brooks so hustled. excited about that
2: and so justin edwards had 17 points okay so if i were to give you i'm gonna give you each one of these players okay and you tell me if you expect that performance to propel them going forward for the not, i'm not saying for the foreseeable future or not I'm sorry not for the long term mm-hmm. but you know maybe against, against exactly like the next couple of games can they continue to play like that okay mm-hmm. so we'll start with justin edwards i okay. think he was justin edwards 17 points seemed like a different player seemed more decisive when he was doing is he a guy that you could see this continuing this to is some a extent question yeah uh
1: justin edwards no because he started out like one of four field goals i mean he just wasn't good finishing around the basket mm-hmm. uh i just think it was the competition I-, I love this question though because i do think my answer changes for different players okay uh it's easy to have that confidence when you know your scoring opportunities are obvious and available. But he and against start, Vanderbilt, yeah, yeah, And he still, even against Vanderbilt, he didn't start the game hot. No, he like did He had some really boneheaded easy shots that he missed, and I was like, "What are you doing?" Like refusal to use the glass often. I just yeah, don't understand. Yeah, I, I, I don't one. get it either. Yeah, come um, on. Yeah, what is going on with that? So I think maybe it could have helped him. I don't know. I I just think the disparity between what. He was projected to be, and what he is confident and comfortable doing is too big. That that's not a game against Vanderbilt. It's not going really, gonna... to. in the long term. Not for what his expectations were.
2: Okay, I think that's. I think that's a fair answer. I, I think it's a fair answer. Okay, what about Jordan Burks?
1: Yeah, I, I just he's so athletic. His motor is what really gets me, and he seems confident out there. Mm-hmm. And there was such a joy watching him play. I think. That could be kind of like his little coming out party a little bit. You know, he I feel like he hasn't really had the opportunity to do that as he much. He hasn't. Because That's why it feels different than Justin.
2: His position is very bogged down. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got Justin Edwards, uh, Trey Mitchell, Aduthiero, and Jordan Burks kind of all play the same, you know, stretch four, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, you know, three, small four position. Like, it's kind of jumbled up, and he does get lost in the mix. So, you'd yeah. buy – buy, and I'm not saying that, again, he's going to go out and score 13 points, but you would buy his upside more than Justin sure. Edwards.
1: 'Cause I felt like he get, he isn't given the shot as much We've as seen Justin Edwards'. Edwards. A lot. It, right. Okay. So Jordan I mean Jordan Brooks took the shot that he was giving. He took his opportunity and proved himself. Uh whereas Justin Edwards has had that opportunity all season. Mm-hmm. This was just different competition.
2: Okay, gotcha. All right, what about Aaron Bradshaw?
1: Yeah I, I don't know. It's just his physicality for me. Yeah. I just I think he's gonna be great at the next level. I, I think he'll be really good. But I just think right now for what this team needs him to be, which is a big man, uh, and really be a presence down low I don't think in that role physically he's there yet.
2: Okay. Okay, gotcha. Last one, big Z.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, I, I, I don't think this changes. I think it's still up and down, obviously. His first game against Georgia, um, sky high, awesome. I think he's getting more comfortable, um... The fouling obviously is an issue, issue yeah. but that's not him necessarily. Some of that's coaching, you know. Uh, he's been practicing with the team a lot. How do you still not know yeah. how to play four minutes and not get three fouls? Yes, that's absolutely. But, no, but I, this game didn't change what I thought his upside would be or, or what my expectations or could be for him, but it just cemented. It, my hope is still there for him. I think he's still developing this season. We'll see more from him. See,
2: I, I out of the four, he's the one that I feel like, could be the best of the bunch yeah oh, I, I, no doubt. I i feel like because again it was only a small again we only have small sample sizes of him in like he got he was unavailable the other night it was weird he said he was sick but he's in the uh the crowd watching the game that was weird um and then like other games like cala pulled him in and it was just you know, like pull him right back out and like doesn't give him an opportunity kind of like that old Calipari thing instead uh-huh. of letting him play through it just automatically pulls him out like last night he had to because he got in foul right. trouble like I get that but in other games it was just like one mistake or one thing like didn't let him play through it just pulled him out and even toyed around Calipari did he said before the game apparently on the UK Sports Network that you know he was thinking about starting Zvonimir and, right. and just yes. saying okay just let's see what he can do he ended up putting him in the game early and he had an impact couldn't stay on the floor but he's a guy that they okay. If he if he can figure out just how to stay out of foul trouble and just, you know, figure out how to play American style college That's basketball. Huge. I think this dude can be a legit game changer for Kentucky. Skill but skill
1: set is there, physical tools are there. Yes,
2: you can see you can see with him why he's like looked at as a second round player. He could be a first round draft pick.
1: He's it, gonna it, have a great pro career. I think it's just getting used to this game. Yeah. Now his mistakes aren't any lack of ability or it's just getting used to to this game, and just be, he's had a third of the time as everybody else has.
2: Yeah, he yep. had. Two of the best passes of the game and he's 7-2. <laughs> feel
1: for the game. He's got, it's, yes.
2: It's un, like he has a, a sense of it that's, mm-hmm. that guys his or size has, normally don't you have. You do
1: not see. Yeah. No. yeah. And, he doesn't,
2: that, and he doesn't just jack up shots. He only took that one three and he was wide open. He's like, okay. And when he shot it, I was like, that's going in. And it, it went in. And he had some plays around the rim, rebounding. But again, he's got to be able to stay on the floor and Cal's got to let him stay on the floor. Yes. That's the key with it. And yep. this was the game. And here's the thing he you know he talked about this too he's like well you know i in a game like this i can i can let guys out there da, 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 da. okay what about when it what about saturday mm-hmm. are you gonna let zvon revisage play or are you gonna let jordan burks play or are we gonna say no you're relegated to the bench and we're not gonna see you and i'm gonna keep forcing i hate to pick on the kid but we're gonna keep forcing justin edwards out thank there. thank you
1: yeah that was or, my point.
2: or we're gonna keep forcing you know air Bradshaw out there You know what I mean? Why do some
1: people get the green light? I just don't understand that. If if it's hurting the team...
2: He's always been this so way. I know.
1: know, and you can't tell me everything is earned at Kentucky. Obviously, that's not the case. Right. Uh, I mean, you can't um, put your team at a disadvantage by playing people who continue to make a mistake. But if there's momentum there and they're learning and they're just kind of working out the kinks and... um and you can see it. Especially for somebody like yeah. Big Z who yeah. hasn't had the opportunity to do so and whose skill set is there. Now, if he's making dumb decisions, yeah, send him for a minute. But at least give him the green light to get comfortable out there.
2: Yeah, exactly. And so that, that's the main thing that I, I came away with in that game last night. I mean, it was more, it wasn't complaining and it wasn't, you know, picking the team apart, but it was like, okay, I see, like, I see the makings of something good I here. I see the vision, but Cal's got to let that vision play out. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of the problem. Now, Rob Dillingham, obviously, was a story too, 20 points, Ooh. nine assists. He was, I mean, he he's absolutely on fire right now between him and Antonio Reeves. Um, I, I mean, he was a, a before, I mean, he, he was the AP player of the week. Um, he also, so, let's see here. I mean, let's see. It says here... Let me open this up. Uh, he, listen, uh, he, he has something no one else does. Uh, Cal, so we, you know, so Cal said, sorry, I'm all over the place. <laughs> we don't have five, five Robs on the team. <laughs> I mean, the way... When he gets in... It's just some of the, the coolest, most fun. He, he he reminds me of like a Malik Monk, John Wall, yes. De'Aaron Fox, you know, tight next level player where you watch him, you're like, this dude's going to be a baller in the NBA. Like, you know he is. He's just
1: operating on a different level. Like, it literally reminds me of Lamar Jackson, Jackson on a football field in a lot of ways. He's doing things that you wouldn't even conceive for him to do Our move. Just in a quick drive to the basket, how he moves. He and just goes by everybody. quickness, yes. It's a yeah. video game. And uh, yeah, you don't have five problems. But you're not even starting, you know. <laughs> you already the started the one you Rob have, you have. But, yeah. Hey, I mean, I guess you could maybe he's a, a good spark off the bench, but yeah, he I do like
2: him in that role. Yes. I and I think, I, I really do. Like people are like hammering Cal over that. That's that's one thing like I mm-hmm. like I like I like him coming off the bench yes. because if you're in a lull cool. and you're just and we've seen that many times a season where they just start off flat and you put Rob Dillingham in and boom, boom. you're you're ready to Punch go. Punch you in
1: the mouth, yep. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, he's extremely Exciting, and I think I heard rumblings of that. You know, starting last summer, like, this is going to be one of the most dynamic um, offensive players on this team. And mm-hmm. has that really been true? He he is just incredible creative too yeah,
2: very creative now uh the cbs did a rising falling uh, draft board uh look here they had rising reed shepherd current rank ninth they previously had him not ranked on a kentucky team that has been ranked inside the top 10 for most of the season Shepard has been the most efficient two-way player despite the lack of recruiting accolades and he accumulated as a high school prospect Shepard, a freshman guard leads uk in uh evan maya.com's on-court defensive metrics and leads uk in a adjusted team efficiency on offense when he's on the floor. He's a controlled bundle of chaos who consistently shows touch as a shooter, not just from beyond the arc, but also in the mid-range and on floaters. His catch and shoot efficiency ranks in the 99th percentile on the season, according to Synergy data, and he has shown improvement as a creator in getting to spots on the floor as well. He was really good in the point guard position last night. Mm-hmm. He didn't force shots. He took he took the shots even, but he he facilitated that offense yes, very very well. Yes. And on defense, he is already an advanced defender who reads the game well and has an no for the ball. I disagree with that last. Me point. Me too.
1: I was going <laughs> to say I kind of disagree with
2: both. I disagree with that point. I, I think and Cal actually. Summarize it the best, Anna And he said, and I agree with him. He said, I really can't take Reed Shepard out defensively because while he does miss assignments and, you know, he's a little like Rob on offense, like he, he goes rogue. Yeah, so he, he goes rogue, he goes right He's like, but he leads the team in steals. Yeah. He's the only player in the country. He has, he has fifty threes and 50 steals or something like that. He leads the SEC in steals. Right. And. I think a lot of times it's that gambling
1: that gets him in trouble. that gets him out of position and um, he loses his man on that. But yeah, interesting. I don't know if I agree with the defensive part. No, the offensive part, I'm not quite sure I do either. Mm -hmm. The first, you know, if you had asked me a month and a half ago, yes, I would completely agree with that and thought maybe he'd be gone after this season. But now I just think, you know, your freshman season, it's ups and downs, but... Um, I don't think he's ready to go right now to make a huge impact in the NBA. He still makes some freshman mistakes. I'm with you on this, by the way. Just some boneheaded kind of just passes, just errant throws, just not... As stable I think as that article was trying to make him appear. Still great, but yeah. not um it's just freshman stuff, right? Well
2: that and he's playing I mean he's he's had to play two different roles right. on the team where he's like comes in as like a shooting guard, mm-hmm. you know, off the ball, DJ Wagner's a point guard to where if DJ Wagner's hurt, like he has in the last two games or sorry, the last three games, yeah, or he's on the bench like he's got a float between being the point guard and being and being the two guard. Right. And you don't wanna you don't wanna put Rob Dillingham or Antonio Reeves on the ball. You want them to be able to float around and shoot and get to the basket and score. Mm -hmm. Whereas Reed, it's like, it just depends on who's in the game. Yep,
1: and when he is, you know, catch and shoot, yeah, when he's not having to play that point guard position, but he he didn't... um you know, he didn't shoot great last night. You know, mm-hmm. there, there was a couple uh, interesting contested shots he took. So, I don't know, an interesting take. But in my mind, I would think his draft stock not necessarily, like, plummeted or fell. But I think it's just we're seeing more of where he really is a more accurate, uh, you know, reading as the season goes on. Yeah. And, games he, and, bad games.
2: and that was Kyle Boone. He had Reed Shepard 9 and Rob Dillingham 10. Yeah. yeah. They had him right, right there. I flip that yeah <laughs>
1: Take, so would
2: i no shade do you read Shepard. i still think you're very very good but if i if i if i'm taking a player on this team i'm taking rob dillingham or some texts and uh get to a break and then the final segment of the show texter burks has been awful all season until last night don't pretend he's earned an opportunity <laughs> hmm. Okay. Texter, is funny to okay. hear Big Z talk uh, post UGA versus now. Look, again, when he's in he got a chance last night to play prolonged minutes, he was really good. Yes. He was really it's- good.
1: Just control of what's going on, controlling the physicality. and it. It's just getting used to the game.
2: Yeah, it's funny because we had that Burks take, and here's another Burks take, but it's the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Burks should be taking minutes from Edwards, but he won't because Cal is Cal. Texter, can you explain how 5,000 12 minutes is a good thing? That's why Big Z doesn't play. Okay, no, I didn't say it was a good thing, but that's an easily fixable thing. And if you tell me that you can see the future of a guy that went in and played 12 minutes and scored 13 points, had seven rebounds, multiple block shots and assists, I can also tell you how he's a good player that, again, you let him figure it out. If he fouls out, he fouls out. Like, I understand, if he makes a mistake in fouling, pull him, but if he makes a mistake like in a bad shot or whatever, everyone else is let to grow. Everyone else is allowed to grow except for him.
1: And wouldn't you rather him have to rein it in than having to push him to be aggressive? That, to me, is a positive thing. He's
2: the most aggressive big we have.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: On both ends of the court. Offensively and defensively, he's the most aggressive player. Yes. And if you could, again, harness that, Have him figure it out. You've got a really good player. Texter, watching your all's expectations and excitement for this Kentucky team has been quite the roller coaster this season. Oh, you're telling me, brother. to my world. (laughs) Absolutely. Texter, Vandy's rated number 201. Uh, offense number two thirty six and defense number one eighty three. Louisville is number one seventy eight. Vandy is worse than Louisville. LOL. Well, they, they are. Know. I agree with you. They are. Uh, Texter, are, are we really nitpicking a thirty point win with two starters out? No, we're not. Nitpicking. Not nitpicking. It's we're not being realistic. Yeah, we're just talking just about the game.
1: Don't act like you just won an NBA championship. Yeah, you, you won CSAA. We're talking
2: about. We, we gave them all the credit in the world. How so you said how much fun it was? Right. No, not nitpicking. I'm just like I'm talking. We're talking about the game. Our job is to talk sports. Sports Talk Radio. This is what this is. And just
1: put it in perspective.
2: Exactly. I mean, no one wants to hear us just go, that was great. That was awesome. Way, way cool. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Vanderbilt. We beat about by Final 32. Four. Final four. Wow. Like, no one wants to hear that. You got to give other takes other than that was great all the time. All right. Let's take our last break of the show. We'll come back here and let me see. What do I have on my show notes to end the show? We have some la la la. I want to get Anna's Super Bowl pick before we leave. Oh, I gotta get this Liam Cohen sound. Oh. Oh, Goodie, uh, some Damon Stoudemire sound. Uh, somebody climbed the Vegas Sphere today. I, I, I want to, yeah, I want to get to that How? too. Yeah, great question. I, I, I don't, I don't know, Anna. To be fair, I don't know. So we'll get into that wrap of the show. Uh, looking for a super offer for Super Bowl Fifty Eight? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn five bucks into two hundred instantly in bonus bets. And with DraftKings same game parlays, everyone's got a shot at an even bigger win for Super Bowl. 58 string together multiple bets from the big game for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code WHBE. New customers can bet five bucks to get two hundred instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Super Bowl 58. With code WHBE, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. 18 plus. Physically present in Kentucky. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility, and deposit, and apply. Terms at sportsbook. I had no work. I didn't you know, do anything. Were you look at a Catholic school teaching children? No, I didn't do anything.
0: Welcome back to the Round Table with Round Daddy. Now here's Round Daddy, James Strebel. Hey, we've got your full play-by-play here on
2: ESPN Louisville tonight. Reminder, Louisville basketball at Syracuse. That's going on right now. Not the game, but the coverage over on 93.9 DeVille. The they have the game at 7 p.m. Ethan Moore has your Coors Light post-game show, so check that out. Battle basketball. They're on right after us, 6.15 p.m. on ESPN 680, 1057. Tomorrow night, Louisville women's basketball versus Notre Dame, 5.30 p.m. over on 93.9 DeVille. Saturday, Craig. Brayton versus Xavier, 12.30 p.m. on both stations. Louisville basketball versus Georgia Tech, that's 5 p.m. over on 93.9 The Ville. The Melbourne basketball at Florida Gulf Coast, 6.45 p.m. on ESPN 680, 105.7. So that means the post-game show will be cut a little short, but we'll get you, Jason Anson, Zach Cantrell and myself, we'll get you uh, into Melbourne basketball. And then Sunday, Louisville women's basketball at Syracuse, 10.30 a.m. on 93.9 The Ville. Heats versus Celtics, 1.30 p.m. on ESPN 680, 105.7. 105.7. And then the big game, Chiefs 49ers, 5 p.m., ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Ville. And don't forget, Friday, we'll be at Noble Funk Brewery. So come out and say hello to us, 3 to 6, and enjoy some uh, craft beer, pizza, and all kinds of good stuff. So there we go, 437-9680, UPS Jobs text line. All right, so um, we were watching this during the break, and some individual – climbed that Vegas sphere I don't know how ain and I were trying to figure it out but it looks like it's it's not smooth right there's like divots in it or something
1: why did I imagine it as like marble or I didn't do
2: I thought it was like glass or something I didn't yeah but apparently it's like you could like grip and like there's yeah. finger holds and footholds. I'm
1: thinking maybe it looks like maybe like you know those huge like at AT&T Stadium they have like the huge jumbotron thing. It's not like necessarily like a smooth thing. Or like Epcot, the big Yeah, game yeah, there, yeah. Or, you yeah know, the big dome in Epcot. Like yeah. But I don't know. I've never really thought about it. I just imagine it this huge like marble in the middle. That, of, that's
2: exactly what I thought because when it projects the images, mm-hmm. it looks like it's glass. But
1: maybe it looks like just like a bunch of little TV screens. I mean, that's probably. Oh, general, you're right. Jinx. Like that's probably what it is probably.
2: Huh? I'm, you might be going there this spring. Okay. So if if I'll report back. Please report back. I'll report back. Do yeah. some research. I don't really like it. They had that big eyeball on it and it freaked me out. Yeah. I'm like, ugh, ugh,
1: I think it's kind of cool. I would like to see what it looks like in there for like a concert. Well,
2: yeah, like u two doing a residency there <laughs> yeah. or something. And like John Mayer and the Grateful Dead, they're doing a residency. Like they have all these Las Vegas residencies Can you going on. Imagine
1: like a Grateful Dead concert. Oh my or like
2: gosh. And you see and you see that eyeball you or something. You're like. The Oh, oh no! Oh man, this trip's getting real where bad, am man. I? I'm oh man! Oh, it's Saturnalia, man. Oh, <laughs> well, John Mayer turned into to Prometheus. I saw it. He's got the light, bro. All right. Uh,
1: <laughs> we're outside. But we're inside, man. <laughs> we're outside of
2: the inside at the same time. Where we're stuck in we're the, in the matrix, man. I'm Neo. <laughs> Red pill, red pill me. All right, uh, let's go ahead and do this. Liam Cohen spoke to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as he accepted the position and did the whole, you know, the whole meaty interview. Now, he was asked... He was specifically asked about being one and done in Kentucky, and boy, did he sidestep this big time! Now he did claim that he had full autonomy at Kentucky. Okay, so let's go ahead and, uh, James, if you don't mind uh, the Liam Cohen sound, uh, whenever you're ready.
0: Kentucky, Rams, Kentucky, NFL. Take us through like those decisions and how how you got to be one and done. <laughs> yeah, my my dream since I was a little kid was to be uh, in the NFL. I wanted to play in the NFL. Well, that, that didn't happen. Um, so I wanted to coach in the NFL. That happened. I was able to get into that opportunity and then to go to Kentucky and call plays and have that and have the autonomy of the offense and to really be a leader of of the offense and have the staff and have the players. And uh, that's a good feeling for good or for bad. You want it to be on you. And so I go back to the Rams because of an opportunity presented that we felt like we couldn't pass up. They had just won a Super Bowl. I'm an assistant position coach there two years ago. And to go back there is what an honor. Right. Well, it was a tough year. And I really I, I probably misinterpreted how much I would miss calling Place. I knew what I was going there to do. I wanted to help my friend. I wanted to help an organization that gave me an opportunity. Um, I wanted to be around Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup and those guys. And then um, you go through it, man, and it's not yours. You're in it, but it's not yours. And so the opportunity to do it at this level in the National Football League, which has been my dream since I was a little kid, to call plays here and to work for an unbelievable organization and a head coach that seems like he wants to give you that ability to do so and, and really kind of help harness that, man. Uh, what's better than that? Okay, Anna, so thoughts?
1: I uh, See, I think you all have a different take than I do, but – You're going to fault – I just can't fault him for – if he said it's always been his dream to be in the NFL, you don't know when your next opportunity is going to come. You don't know what the next year holds if you stay at Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, it's all a means to an end anyway, being in college football at all, right? Right. He just struck me always in every media opportunity, hearing players talk about him as a genuine guy. He wasn't Mm -hmm. one of those people, like a Petrino, for example, or something, that you really never really know what his next move is or what his intentions are. Uh, I know it can seem that way from the outside looking in right now, but he just seems... His interactions have always seemed very genuine. His reasoning he just gave there, I mean, it makes sense to me. And the thing with McVeigh, yeah, that makes sense. He he didn't have the opportunity to really control what he wanted to control. Uh, but I, I, if your dream job comes knocking, I mean, i, I of course you're going to take that opportunity. I cannot fault anybody for that. Truly, why would your loyalty be to a place that is not where you want to end up?
2: Well, I, I, could, see, I could see that. Aspect of Maybe it. I'm
1: selfish. No, no, I, no, I don't think it's much. about
2: being selfish. I just, it's one of those things where I don't, he said things similar to this when he took the Kentucky job the second time. Mm-hmm. And that's why I just, I kind of side eye it, it me- and I'm like, mm-hmm. do you think
1: he meant it in the moment? And does that matter?
2: Hmm. I think it does. I think it does matter. I, I, I think because it's not like, here's, here's why I think he's full of it. It's not like Tampa Bay came out of nowhere and was like, we want you. Uh-huh. He he was floating his name around. So, he mm-hmm. would have said these exact same thing. It didn't matter who hired him. Because mm-hmm. at the end, he's like, you know, working with Todd Bowles and working with Tampa Bay. He would have said the same thing. You know, I was, I'm working with Chicago Bears, working with the Green Bay Packers, da, da 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 I just think the guy's full of it. I I, I do. Like, I believe him in the fact that it's his dream job. Totally believe that. But this idea that, you know, he, he – I. It's tough to believe somebody when they get up in front of you and say, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to set down roots. I want to grow here. I want to have a family here. And then you go and you say essentially the same thing at your new job.
1: But can your feelings not change? That, that's oh, the yeah. thing. Yeah, your feelings who can change. And, I and who knows know, what happens behind the scenes? But it he enough, he, they he liked did say it enough he, that they came back.
2: Yeah, but he, and he did say he had autonomy in Kentucky. You're right. So, I mean, you can't use but the... But it was always
1: going to be a stepping stone. It was never where it was going to be. He never That's promised a... of yeah, that. Why, why, where are you getting this expectation? You can't be a slave to everybody else's expectations if you're not getting where you want to be. I mean, there's extremes of that. But if I'm in his position, I'm not saying I wouldn't do the same thing, especially when you take everything into account of where you can, um, you know, what your chances are moving forward if you don't have a successful season this year. But I do know the Coens, they did really love Kentucky. They came back. I know. And, I know and, they you, had their you first a different there, first perspective than I do you, happy yeah. to come back
2: you've talked to them before you you know his wife yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know you know, so I, think that you know one, I think my
1: point is that that there was a gin there was genuineness in in his original statement i believe and then you know your feelings can change why are we holding people you know you don't know what happened during yeah. the season and or after the season go chase that opportunity I, i'm just not going to fault anybody for that you can feel however you want but don't expect loyalty when it was I, never going to be right. – he never and, promised that.
2: Well, I just feel like the only person that made out good here is Liam Cohen.
1: Yeah. Like, and, I think well, he left
2: Kentucky in a really bad spot. And, you know, he, he told, like, Brock Vandergriff and some of the other guys that he was going to be here and Cutter Bowley and, and Chip Trainum and, and everything. It's like – and then so he, he leaves and he gets his dream job, which, again, fine. Go do you. Mm-hmm. But to not acknowledge, like, yeah, I kind of – Left Kentucky in the cramped all position. Business. I mean, it, yeah. no, you, you it's can't think about it yeah. too
1: much more deep than that sure. yeah. because yeah.
2: I get it. You'll it end up a betraying yourself.
1: You know what I mean? I yeah. don't know. But that is a good point, though. You know, you do recruit these kids, you know, in good faith to go play for you. But none of these coaches you. tell
2: the truth. It's not just Liam Cohen. Right. It, it's not just him. They all do this. I just feel like if
1: I I don't want that people position, to think like I'm
2: picking on him. I'm just, I would
0: do what he yeah. did. I, I would. I think it would have went over better if he had been in Kentucky this second go around for like maybe two or three years. Right. Yeah.
2: I, th- I think that's the sticking point. But Again, I could just see
1: you, you looking at the clock, looking at the mirror and being like, you know, if, if things go south here and this isn't what I thought it would be, you know, you got to strike all the iron sides.
2: Justin Jeffries brings up Which a good point. Would you regret if you didn't take it? Yeah. Justin Jeffries brings up a good point. And he says, uh, what, "Like he I would agree with Anna if his name wasn't linked to other college jobs and i think that's it yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he tried to go after the Ohio State coordinator job, the the head coaching job at Boston College. I, I think I really I think that's something. That's a really good there. point, Because I mean, Justin. he says that the NFL is the dream, but mm-hmm. he was trying to go to other college.
1: That that actually places. is a, that adds a nuance to it. That's a really
0: great point. Yeah, Justin, no. listening from his tractor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his yeah.
2: tractor, <laughs> Justin. I don't, Yeah, I hope you're at the country club with with the golf club, <laughs> drinking a beer. Like, I don't don't think I don't, I don't always have you on a tractor, buddy. I, I promise. Oh I Oh my no, God no! no I, 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 you, you were you were in you're in Hilton Head, I think, swinging a golf club. That, that's how I view you. When I view Justin Jeffries, it's on a golf course with a cold <laughs> drink in your hand and in a golf club. That's it. Now James did send us James James did send us oh, this. What this this. this? this is this is, uh, this is my dream. Andy Katz's bracket predictions South regions. Uh, number one, North Carolina. Number two, Kansas. Kentucky as a sixth seed facing the 11th seed St. John's I would love first it. round. I would love it, I too. I would love I it. I would absolutely love it. Rick Patino versus John Calipari once again. Who gets tight in that game, though? Cal or Pitino? Because Pitino's in a position now to where it's like, St. John's doesn't have the same visceral hatred that Louisville has. Yeah, but I
0: think Bettino's the same. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Do you think Bettino's still Bettino mentally? Absolutely. Yes, yes, yeah. so. Listen,
1: to be that kind of coach who's X's and host genius because he is, and to get beat that many times by Cal just in large part because of the players that Kentucky had – Oh, that must have been torture! Oh, yeah. To get the opportunity to prove yourself again, just having such a, a deep basketball philosophy. Oh my God! That yes, that that Patino would care so much. He would. Stakes are just as high <laughs> as when he was at Louisville. I think okay. to him in his mind,
2: fair enough. No, in Patino's mind, and that's what all that matters is what what does Patino think? All right, uh, did I send you the Damon Stoudemire sound? Okay, all right. Let's now. Damon Stoudemire, uh beat Wake Forest like beat the hell oh. out of Wake Forest last night. Yeah, uh, I think it was. And again, Jam- Damon Stodemeyer, first year coach at Georgia Tech, as we all know. Uh, Josh Pastner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Josh Pastner.
2: Why isn't he on the uh, Why isn't like he on your son's the list? Game
0: last night. He what? Similar to your son's game last oh, night. Oh, yeah, it's very similar to
2: yeah, it was very similar to Kellen's game last night. Why is Josh Pastor's name being brought up at U of L? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. That's an analyst. I'm joking. Uh there the Georgia Tech <laughs> it's, yeah, it's still be an upgrade. Cal Ge- tree, Georgia Tech is still ten and thirteen on the season, so they didn't have a losing record, but they've won some games. So last night they beat Wake Forest. Uh or they Wake I'm Forest sorry, beat they, them. The Wake Forest beat them eighty to fifty one. I mean, totally clobbered them. Mm-hmm. And uh here's Damon Stodemeyer after the loss.
0: All right, everyone uh coach if you would just start us off with a quick statement and we'll go ahead to questions Shit. got that ass whoop? questions <laughs> <laughs> nothing really to say man i love that that's
1: my new favorite coach uh, <laughs> me as a coach i love that got that ass whooped what'd you say <laughs> And Anna that hurt that? No, no. I heard it. That <laughs> yeah, there's a as a, did, as a yeah. coach. Got that's that my new favorite coat.
2: <laughs> yeah, Damon Sotomayor got no that filter, ass look. No filter, just
1: honesty. No, he that's he was the <laughs>
2: He's got a couple of nice wins. I mean, he beat he UNC. Beat, he beat Duke. He beat North Carolina. Right? Yeah. Like he, a week and, like, and a half ago, yeah, beat North Carolina. Yeah. I, mean,
1: gets, I, mean, I mean, what was the score at halftime? Like forty-one to seventeen. Something Ford's like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, it was. Bad. It was like, a great it school was, score. It was bad. No, yeah. it was. Here, let me click on the let me click on the box score here. It was halftime. <laughs> the score was 46-20. Yeah. Yeah. Forty-six. <laughs> got that whooped. ass whooped. <laughs> that be- I might put that- That's uh, beautiful. I love. Oh no, it's it's fantastic. All right, last thing uh, before before we we get out of here, um, Super Bowl on Sunday, Anna. All right, so so I, I know I know you you and me and James are on opposite sides mm-hmm. of this. James and I are are all for the 49ers We're all for for San Francisco. Uh, but you, on the other hand, what, what do you think about the Super Bowl? Who do who do you got?
1: I just like the Chiefs, man. I just really love Patrick
0: Mahomes. I know, uh, and I'm I not know. betting
1: against. Him, I think Kansas City their de- their defense is going to keep it close, and then yeah. if it's a close game down the stretch, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes every single time.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's the that's the safe play, and I it's just. It's Brock too- Purdy's so
1: boring to me.
2: <laughs> Who Brock, Brock Purdy? Purdy? Well, I look at the other players. I, I, I'm not. I'm not married to Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. I like. I look at. I look at Debo Samuel. I look at George Kittle. I look mm-hmm. at Brandon Ayuk. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, they have some exciting, really, really good NFL. You know, their defense is really good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just Brock Purdy to me. Yeah. And it's like the Chiefs is not. It's not just Patrick Mahomes. I, but it's just. I just. I. I. Taylor Swift. Uh, no, I, I no, I hate Travis Kelsey. I've hated Travis Kelsey for my like his entire existence. As <laughs> before Taylor <laughs> Swift was I, I hated him. But you I love just, Jason. Yeah, like Jason Kelsey. I just I can't. I think Travis Kelsey is the most like just the fakest yeah, person. Like, I, I see think that. he's a chameleon and he changes who he is based upon who he's asked to be. Yes, to or who brown.
1: he's dating.
2: <laughs> you hope he goes to the prayer. <laughs> no, I, I will not. Like I, if I he wish goes, that on my person. Don't, don't, uh, I can't. If he, uh, I just, and he's like, oh, uh, you know, he picked on that kicker and threw his helmet and everything. He went, I well, know it. I, you know, I'm, uh, he's being a jerk to me first. Like, bro, he's a kicker. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Like, he's, he's such very nice guy
1: kicker. Yeah,
2: he's, he's such a. He's, he's, he's a harmless. he's a he's a phony. He's a he used to be on reality TV. If anyone's on reality TV, they're a phony. He's mm-hmm. a phony. Mm-hmm. He's totally a phony. I just
1: how are he and Jason raised in the same household?
2: I don't know. I, I, that's a great raised with the same parents. I know. It just goes to show you that just because you're raised with the same parents, you could two take two two totally different paths in, mm-hmm. in life. I just I just can't stand. Like every time I see him on TV, like it just angers me. And
1: how about the new Travis Kelsey haircut thing?
2: Oh. Is that that he invented
0: the fade? Yeah, that he invented
2: the it fade. Uh, it's not the Travis Kelsey haircut, man. That, I mean, that's that, strong, that just, he, just, I hate, I hate him. I I, I, I don't, I shouldn't say that.
1: I, respect I hate that him. you feel so strongly about him. I hate for Travis the reasons Kelsey. that you do. I respect.
2: Him. Yes, he's he's a phone. It's Social not because he dates Taylor Swift? I, I didn't like him before that. I just think he's fake. All right, let's go ahead and get out of here. Bellerin basketball basketballs up next. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, James. Tomorrow, we'll try to get Phil Baker in here. We'll have uh, we'll have Country Boy Brink for Tailspin Elfest. They'll be in here. We'll have the Blitz, Andy Swinney, all the good stuff. Everyone, have a good night. Enjoy Bellarmine basketball or Louisville basketball, uh, and we'll see you tomorrow.